Okay, I've got a question. What do an indie bookstore, an unfinished manuscript, and literary genius Jane Austen have in common? Well, somehow, believe it or not, they're all key plot points in 2024's Love and Jane. We've got a lot to talk about, Josh. We do, Jennifer. We'll unwrap it all on this episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? It is officially Love Youary, which I guess is Hallmark Channel's attempt to rebrand the entire month of February, Jennifer. Only they could do it. <laughs> Whatever they say goes. Whatever they say goes. And... They probably created Valentine's Day to begin with. So it sure. Really <laughs> it is known as a Hallmark holiday after all. And we will review one of their brand new movies coming up in just a moment. That's right. But first things first. Help us grow our podcast, would you, friends? Please like, comment, subscribe, leave a five-star rating or review on Apple. That would be awesome. That would be your way of showing us that you love us and love you, Larry. Virtual hugs to you and yours. <laughs> Everything you need to know about our pod is on doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com, so go there and check it out. All right, let's get down to business. Here is the plot summary for Love and Jane, brand new out on Hallmark Channel, Lily a hopeless romantic and literary enthusiast, is surprised when her wish to talk to her favorite author comes true and Jane Austen herself appears in her life. So curtain up, well, I guess not curtain, but animated sequence starts, and it's a really cute kind of scrapbooky opening montage. We see lots of quill pens and Jane Austen books strewn about. Then we meet our female lead, Allison Sweeney, as Lily, and you know, I'm a big Allison Sweeney fan. I really like her. I think she's great. I love the Hannah Swenson mysteries over on Allmark Mysteries. Love her on Days of Our Lives. I mean, it's all, she's great to me. You're anyway, a big fan. Yeah, that's the only fan. reason, or the main reason we picked this movie to talk about. That was there a you go. contributing factor. There you go. Anyway, Lily is late for a meeting of the Jane Society, but apparently she forgot her book. Oh, dear. So... We get our meet cute in this movie like immediately, like 90 seconds into this movie when she goes to a nearby indie bookstore to presumably buy the book that she needs for book club. But rut row, the bookshop worker, Benjamin Ayers, as Trevor, grabs it first for an online customer while Lily declares that she hates the Internet. And is she when she says that i honestly sometimes have to agree with her i do too <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, her whole thing was well somebody in person should get dibs on the product over an online order and as an online order i would say nay nay you got to go by the timestamp if somebody ordered already then it should get fulfilled yeah i would tend to agree it is 2024 after all but lily's a little unhinged a in little in the beginning a little unhinged <laughs> she's an old soul for sure for sure. So she's off to her meeting at a local watering hole for an eclectic book club where they chat about why they love Jane Austen. Clearly, it is Loveuary, and Hallmark is all in on Jane Austen this season. We are getting multiple Jane Austen movies, and this is just one of, I think, four that they're doing mm -hmm. under the Jane Austen umbrella. Yeah. Do they have like a branding deal with her estate or something? Like, what's. <laughs> 
Any idea why? No. <laughs> or if they just did like some research and figured out that there's a cross section of Hallmark movie lovers and Jane Austen novel lovers and they're like, this will be perfect. I don't know. I've never read a Jane Austen mm. and I've only seen parts of Sense and Sensibility. Mm. Or no, Pride and Prejudice. Pride mm. and Prejudice. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Well, Sorry. I'm not, I don't. I'm not a Jane maniac like our Lily. How about a you? A Jane maniac. I love that. I gotta wonder the Venn diagram of Hallmark movies and Jane Austen fans. How they decided that that was wide enough to sustain four movies is beyond me. But uh, yeah, okay. it must have been. Yeah, the research and development must have been promising because yeah, they've put all their eggs in that basket for the month. They have. And to your question, I've read a couple of Jane Austen mainly because of High School English, but not since then. But you know. She is prolific and she, you know, great author. Why not? You know, no, people, I mean, people love her. If you love her, you love her. So there I you go. Yeah. Anyway, the bar's owner where they're having book club, however, winds up dropping a pretty big bomb pretty quickly. He is retiring. He's closing the pub and the Jane Society will have to find a new location for meetings. This is apparently a problem for cost reasons. And I'm like, can't we just meet at a Panera somewhere or something like <laughs> <laughs> Any coffee shop would probably. Coffee I had my small group, my Bible study, met at a coffee shop on Wednesday nights for a couple years at least. And yeah. no one ever. For I think free. they enjoyed it, actually. They loved having people there. I mean, we would get a pastry or a drink, but not a big expenditure. Yeah. 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 Uh, she liked the pub because it felt very Jane. like Which, yeah. Historic and whatnot. It really just set the scene i guess more than a panera would well you know apparently panera is not the right vibe for the jane society and an old english pub is so lily however doesn't seem all that stressed by this instead she quotes jane and she jets off to a date the boyfriend who we see in this movie for all of 60 seconds got a promotion and is off to chicago and wants lily to come with him she's conflicted especially when he slides what a Neil Lane across the table. <laughs> and he, and he proposes. Says, yeah, he proposes and says, think about it. <laughs> think about it. Which is How the romantic. most. Knock my so romantic. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, anyway, she is immediately. No, she's all out on this and turns him down, heads home. She's dejected as a writer and she slips to sleep. Immediately, she like falls asleep in three seconds, only to wake up face to face with none other than Jane Austen. What? Okay, so she sees a ghost or Jane Austen. Either way, Jane Austen is there. Lily freaks out and she threatens to call someone, presumably the police or her boyfriend or something. I don't know. And Jane says, I guess this isn't the right moment. And she turns and instantly vanishes. Oh, this is. A lot for a first interaction with Jane Austen. Anyway, Lily jets off to work at Ad Institute, which is <laughs> the name Everybody of the company. Everybody works in marketing and ads and, oh my gosh. The name of her company. Careers, I guess. Ad Institute. And they put about three seconds yeah. of thought into the name and the logo of this company with all these banners yeah. and monitor graphics they have throughout. 
Anyway, yeah. and Lily unpacks her mental state with her friend when they're summoned to the boardroom for a big important meeting with none other than Trevor, who apparently isn't just a guy who works at a bookstore. He's actually a tech hotshot and owns the bookshop where she stopped earlier in this one. He's holding court in the meeting and wants them to figure out a way to basically drive web traffic. So Lily is super grossed out by the prospect of all of this and maybe grossed out by him initially too, except she has been tagged to use this as a chance to prove herself at the ad agency and move up the ladder. Did you buy this early development of the plot, Jennifer? No, I thought it was really random. Like, and I'm still confused. What is he doing? Why does he own the bookshop and he has that favorites online thing, which is like, I mean, we already kind of have that. We have Goodreads for books. We have, I guess this is all in one place. If, mm-hmm. if you have a favorite anything, you go to this website. Is that the deal? But they also make reference to this bookstore being a loss leader, which in the world of business is basically like the thing that you're doing just to do it to drive other people to buy other things, not necessarily to make a profit off of your thing. So... Mm, I don't know. It was all very... Yeah, I was confused by all of this, so I thought I missed something. Yeah. So. Lily is... Business. A... Marketing business. and business. Marketing all and it is. business. <laughs> She's going to fix the business, and he anyway, has too much money, and he doesn't know what to do with it. It's kind of like a big bad developer trope at the end of the day, and Trevor's the big bad yeah, developer, was... maybe. I thought he was going to tear down the bookstore. and he... Yeah, he didn't. He just wants to rip its soul out and make it some sort of corporate America. Something. Commerce. Business. Business. Lily is at home and to try to find solace she tries to fall asleep on a Jane Austen book to conjure up Jane again but the boyfriend instead (laughs) shows up and tries to make nice Lily sees witchcraft. I know it does. That's what she does. She's like please Jane please Jane it's like has her Ouija board out. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Come on Jane. Yes or no. I don't know. (laughs) It was all a lot. Yeah. Anyway, the boyfriend instead shows up and he's trying to make nice. Lily sees Jane suddenly appear, but only for a fleeting second. And she kicks the boyfriend out ASAP. She wants to chat. can't stand him. Why was she ever with him? Yeah. She hated him even before he proposed. Yeah. Zero chemistry with the guy. Zero chemistry. Boyfriend's gone. (laughs) Sure enough. She's there, Jane is, and she immediately slips into a therapist role with Lily, which starts with a primer, of course, on how to do a traditional British tea service. Okay. Lily slurps her tea and immediately gets side-eye from Jane right before the commercial. Okay. Later... Some laugh-out-loud moments for me in this first half. Mm -hmm. Like, that whole montage of Jane being so repulsed by Lily did make me chuckle. And then earlier when Lily was telling her work friend, hey, like, I think I'm seeing stuff. Do you think I should undergo some cognitive tests? Like uh, her delivery of those lines did make me laugh. Yeah, I agree. I thought the same. Another funny moment actually happens here when Bobo Alexa, which in this movie is named (laughs) Kimmy, plays harpsichord music (laughs) for the two ladies. And Jane teaches Lily how to dance. It is slightly bonkers to me. (laughs) It's like a fever dream. It's a fever dream. Like, (laughs) Lily might need to be institutionalized. Yeah, like, Lily's been drinking too much NyQuil or something. Something. There's something amiss. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, Lily soon unpacks the dance lesson with her work bestie, who seems unrealistically cool with the fact that her friend is dancing with a ghost. (laughs) The bar owner then summons Lily over and says, you know what? I've got a solution to this quandary about the Jane's Society and where you're going to meet. Of course, it's Trevor's bookshop. He's there inexplicably to help pitch this idea as part of his master plan to Amazon.com the place and get more people interested in the bookstore and turn it into a web hub of sorts. Again, we're all very confused on what business, web commerce, business. business. And P.S., the Jane Society had approximately, what, 12 people? Like, it's not like we need to rent out a theater or a church (laughs) or a reception hall for the Jane Society to meet. It's church small group-esque size. It could meet in someone's living room. (laughs) Comfortably. Perfect for the the long table at Panera. (laughs) This is too much. It's too much drama for the Jane Society. What you need to know, listeners, this is not unfolding in a small town. This is not small town, nowhere USA. This is presumably some sort of big city. So, I mean, okay. On every corner, there should be a couple booths that we or tables we could push together to accommodate the Jane Society. There you go. There you go. Anyway, Lily's, we, Lily's unhinged. So Lily's unhinged, and she's also a little bit of a smitten kitten at this point when Trevor starts offering his bookshop. And says she'll have to check it out with the rest of the group. And she's suddenly so nervous and she trips on her way leaving the pub, which goes to show you she is just a funny, funny gal who is maybe possibly in love and seeing I didn't think she was in love at this point. I thought she was just not wanting to engage with him. Yeah, that could be it. That's why she didn't want to meet in his business future business book oh uh, yeah i'll buy that that, that makes, takes from that makes that, more they sense. do keep showing up so she's yeah. like okay he offered to make me tea and crumpets from my chain society so maybe i'll give in yeah i yeah. know no yeah okay a co-worker invites lily and her work friend over for snacks work talk and maybe a little bit of flirting so it's lily and this friend who's a girl at work and then another friend who's a guy at work and the girl and the guy and lily it sort of turns into a B-plot love triangle weirdo thing here, and it's a little odd. It's clear the yeah, guy the likes... Girl co-worker... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's clear that the guy likes Lily, but the friend likes him, so... No, but he ended up... He liked the friend. Exactly, but at this point, they wanted you to think that he liked Lily, I thought. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Jane's back at Lily's place later that night, as she is brainstorming, I guess, ad campaign ideas for this bookshop that they want to turn into BoboAmazon.com or something. Jane pivots to the manuscript that she found in Lily's trash and tries to encourage her to go for writing as a career. But that hits a nerve for Lily, who gets a little bit cranky and Jane immediately vanishes. So, sore spot. Because I think the Jane Austen estate is like, yes, and then. You will send her dumpster diving for manuscripts, yes, and you will turn her into a ghost to dance around, yes. That all sounds great. (laughs) Gotta wonder how much the Jane Austen estate had approval over plot points and just what the script would look like and what she would say. I mean, you got to think that they have a vested interest to make sure she's represented well. Yeah, Representation, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. If I die, well, I will die eventually. When I die. (laughs) 
you all better make me funny as a ghost if I come back. Done. Done. <laughs> I want to be putting whoopee cushions under people, <laughs> rubber chickens, not dumpster diving for manuscripts. Oh, I want to just like put, I just want to put like headphones on people magically, like podcast headphones. <laughs> I can't hear anymore. Like zany stuff. Zany, bonkers, bonkers things. Bonkers. So Lily decides to accept Trevor's invitation to use the bookshop for the Jane Society, and later she finds her work friend crying in the broom closet and complaining of quote-unquote personal problems. This part got a little whiplashy for me because a lot of stuff just starts coming at you really quickly. Turns out the problem with this friend at work is that her parents are trying to set her up on a dinner date, and she's feeling really old at the age of, wait for it, 27. Okay. Well, I think her parents are making her feel that way. Well, she also said, I feel so old at 27. It was a little, yeah. Kick rocks. There you go. It's Jane Society night, and Lily gets an idea to help her friend out by being there for the dinner and intervening if need be. So they come up with a plan. Trevor is there too. Of course, the book club's now meeting at his bookshop. And he winds up giving her the business about maybe being too much of a Jane Austen fan. Hmm. Jane's there, too. Very defensive of Lily, of course. Say, you love what you love, and that's what matters most. Turns out, though, that Trevor is the son of a librarian. Hmm. He actually quotes the great Gatsby to her. Hmm. And maybe not as awful as Lily first thought. Still... She winds up calling him insufferable when Jane suggests he's a suitor, so the ice hasn't totally thawed. Yeah. What did you think about all of this sort of mishugana? <laughs> it's like, oh, he's actually read a book. Maybe he's not so bad after all. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. That's what I we're still doing. don't like him because of business. Okay. Bus- business. Well, the ad team is on the struggle bus trying to figure out how to do this stuff with his shop, whatever. Lily is fretting and Jane is there in her office. So Trevor pops by just like a hotshot client always does, question mark, to say hello. It turns out the guy they work with likes Lily's friend, not Lily. So that's good news right there. So we get some clarity on the love triangle. Now Lily has to figure out a way to get them together on top of everything else going on with her life. She's a whiz. So stressed. She's busy all the time. Seeing ghosts. Jane Society really, yeah, it takes a lot of her uh, (laughs) margin there. Right? Anyway, so we get a matchmaking montage. Oh, and Lily does finish her manuscript, so things are starting to look up for her. So there you go. Congratulations. She later runs into Trevor outside of the pub, and he's carrying a copy of Pride and Prejudice. He invites her out for a walk. They stroll an alleyway antique shop. I guess that's what it was. And talk about their mutual love of reading. It's very nerdy and very flirty. And she's cold, of course. (laughs) So he's like, oh, do you want my coat? Okay. Now, this is what I will never understand. This is a trope in all these movies. A man gives you a coat and they just like drape it. They don't. If you give me a coat and I'm cold, I'm putting both arms in. I'm putting my hands in the pockets. I'm probably like looking for change (laughs) and see if I can find anything. Like I'm not just holding the coat around me. That's a lot of work, especially speaking in an alley. Yeah. You don't have Uh, your hands to pick up anything. Yeah. Mm. yeah, It it bothers me. Mm -hmm. 
Lily botches it when she's supposed to be helping keep an eye on her friend's date. It's a little bit funny because she falls all over herself and she misreads the signal. And she actually yeah. causes a scene, which I thought was pretty funny. And then Jane basically says, I told you so, which... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Jane. So Jane. That's so Jane. Anyway, the gals bond over Lily's awesome manuscript. They're just like two gal pals throwing popcorn back and forth at each other, having a good old time, almost <laughs> leading you to forget that Jane Austen is, in fact, a mirage or a ghost or... Right. It's like, not we real. have a pillow fight next. <laughs> right, exactly. Nails. <laughs> It was very high school sleepover. Mm -hmm. She wakes up to a publisher interested in making her manuscript a book, which happened in approximately 45 minutes after she submitted said manuscript. Wow. I don't think the publishing industry works quite that fast. Problem. Just saying. The subplot with the friend and her date gets wrapped up really quickly, I made note of. Turns out he's already seeing someone, so they can bond over meddling parents instead. So this whole thing that the friend was worried about, that her parents are trying to set her up with this guy, it turns out the guy already has a girlfriend, so we didn't need this subplot at all. It was no. And now she can be interested in the guy at work who looked like, um, who's the comedian that was on SNL that did, like, I'm on a boat? And he's on. Um, oh, who was that guy? He's on the police comedy too. Oh, Andy Samberg. Yes, I thought there it looked like Andy Samberg. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, Lily at the big presentation for Trevor gives an impassioned speech about the value of indie bookstores. It is a hit, as evidenced by the positive mumbles. Literally, when she figures, it's like, oh, that was great. That was great. So so great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Later, Lily meets with the book publisher over coffee who lets her know that Trevor just acquired the company. Lily puts it together, and this is our oopsie doodle. So Trevor is obviously money bags and just acquired this big publisher who now has interest suddenly in Lily's book. And so Lily's thinking, oh gosh, well, of course, he just bought a publisher to publish my manuscript, which quite the gesture, quite the gesture. Can't believe him. First, he gave me his coat because I was cold. Now he's buying publishers for me. Boo, business. An independent woman. Business. Jane would have never done this. Business. And with that kind of attitude, she goes off to confront him about it. We're back at the Jane Society. Lily is so distracted. She announces that she's taking a leave of absence from serving as president of this distinguished group, and she's instead going to go to England. Her friend suggests that she has a suitor, which she most definitely doesn't want to talk about until what do you know said suitor trevor shows up and says he'd like to apply for the job they lay it all out there in the middle of the bookstore and they kiss later lily is at home looking for jane only to spot her on a park playground bench the two wrap up their time together they talk about inspiration and jane walks into the proverbial sunset trevor meantime is on Lily's wraparound porch, which anyway. it would be the perfect place to host a Jane Society meeting, probably on a wraparound porch <laughs> well in a tempered part of town. <laughs> well said. Or yes. the park across the street from her house. Also, yeah. a good Jane Society meeting. Get some fold out chairs, Lily. Be there right. you go. Anyway, he, Trevor is there with a plan to buy a herd of cattle, which is a bit of a callback to something Jane had said earlier in the movie about something that makes you know a man desirable does he own cattle and now trevor yeah. will own cattle and that made lily smile 
And he also promises a happily ever after, of course, because it's Hallmark and, you know, we're an hour and 55 minutes into this. Cue the kiss, the soaring sky shot, and we fade to black. Okay, it is time for our gold or coal segment where we each bring three gifts. If there's more gold, it's a real page turner. If there's more coal, don't even listen to it on Audible. And if it's Thai, it's just meh. Now, is that some Audible shade? Because I'm an audiobook girl. Well, I was just saying, like, it's not even worth your time to listen to it on Audible. I really struggled with the puns on this. So if you want to come up with some better puns on the fly, let's do it. That's okay. I'm just saying, I think any way you consume literature is okay. And maybe Agreed. I'm not throwing shade on Audible books. I am saying don't even waste your time with the Audible version. Is what I'm getting. Also, I learned, dear listeners, if you have Spotify Premium, you can listen to audiobooks. And I was like, this is great because I have Spotify Premium, except they cap it. There's only a certain amount of hours. Mm. I did not know this. I was, I had like five chapters left of a thriller book, and they cut me off and said, you can wait until next month when you get 10 more hours or how many, or you can pay to da 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 da. And I did because I was desperate to finish it because I thought I had nightmares until I finished it. So Spotify, I'm looking after you. Except our <laughs> Spotify podcast listeners. host is Spotify for podcasts. <laughs> Anyways, oh boy. the more you know. Okay, Josh, I'm going to you first. What did you think of this movie? All right. So I've got to say, I really liked the chemistry here. The chemistry between Lily and Jane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That face dropped when you said I it. And I did it on purpose. I did it on purpose because I knew it would work that way. Anyway, I thought that I thought that the friendship really developed between Lily and Jane throughout this movie. And I think Jane found a way to say things to Lily that did open her eyes, that led to some transformation for her, that really forwarded the plot forward. And and I bought it. I bought their friendship, even though it's a bonker scenario. Yes, I I really yeah. liked the relationship between Jane and Lily. Not so much the before. relationship between Trevor and and Lily, but you know that's not. We'll get there. to that, but. Yeah. We can appreciate movies that are bonkers if they lean into the bonkers and the magic of it all. And so I could get down with a ghost Jane Austen because that's what the movie, that was the truth in the movie. And that's what they wanted us to believe. And they did lean into it. So at first I thought they didn't show Jane quite enough. But then at some point they were like, well, she only showed up when I needed her kind of thing. So that, that made sense to me. Okay. My first gift is Cole. No chemistry, 0.000 between Allison Sweeney and Benjamin Ayer's characters. I like them a lot. was very excited to see them. This movie, they weren't even in the same frame most of the movie, which I think is the biggest part of it. It has nothing to do with them as actors. It's like there was no foundation for this relationship except they hung out in the alley and he gave her his coat. Other than that, they didn't go on a date or anything. And then yeah. they're smooching at the end like they're long-lost lovers. Yeah, I agree 1,000%. We did get that scene of them at the antique market, and he offered her her coat, which sort of made me want more of that in this movie. Yeah. Like, I could have gotten on board if we saw more of them actually building a relationship. Instead, it was just sort of like happenstance, and as you said at the end, kind of just thrown together, yada yada in a way that I didn't think. She didn't even like him most of the movie. Yeah. And then... Now he's on her front porch. I don't know. He's buying cattle. It's just, it's a nada for me. Sorry. Mm-hmm. My next gift is going to be gold. 
I thought this could have wound up being entirely wacky and off-putting, but you kind of said this a little bit earlier. They leaned into it, and I found the premise of this really strangely endearing in this way of where she, Lily, really wanted to figure things out, right? And was able to do that because of her friendship with Jane, you know? And I think that there are people out there who love Jane Austen enough that they study her and think to themselves, you know, what would Jane Austen say or what would Jane Austen do? And I think that that's what we got in this character. And I found that strangely endearing. I'm always, like we say, I'm always down for self-awareness. And I feel like this was one of those where she was kind of on a journey with herself and thankfully had this (laughs) ghost premonition, something, I don't know, Mm -hmm. in Jane Austen that sort of helped her grow, which, you know, I liked. WWJD, what would Jane be? <laughs> the rebrand. The rebrand, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to give some coal. I thought this movie was terribly boring. I'm sorry. I It did not hold my interest at all. I was counting down the minutes until it was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My last gift is going to be coal. This subplot with the friend and the love triangle totally unnecessary we didn't need it and you know what made it even more frustrating for me it never got resolved (laughs) like we never saw a scene with the two of them together yeah it's not (laughs) like we saw that he she started bringing him to the jane society meetings with her or anything that would have been an easy fix to just put a bow on that thing and we never got that and i was just like don't invest time in trying to make that kind of thing a subplot and not give us the payoff on it that it just felt like an oversight That's to me true oh i didn't even realize that because i didn't care about them as characters but now exactly and it's like now i it, what could have been it well yeah we could have seen a scene with them you know out to dinner with the other two or something like that i mean it, there, there would have been a way to do that easily and they just didn't and i'm that just frustrates me. It's like, please don't waste my time with the subplot. It's on the cutting room floor somewhere. Wrap up. Exactly. You know it is. Exactly. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going three for three, Cole, on this one. I'm sorry. I liked the idea of the Jane Society. I thought they could have been quirky and zany and fun and nerdy and all that. We didn't get enough of them. I actually wish it, we knew more about them. You know, there was the one guy that she was like pulling teeth to get to talk in the first meeting in the opening of the movie. And then there was like, trucker with the trucker hat that said i heart chain when i did think it was funny but the other people didn't even really speak at all so yeah. i wish we could have gotten to know them more yeah and we have seen hallmark do ensemble movies really well i'm thinking holiday road's a perfect example yeah. you could have almost done something maybe done this entire movie but with that group of people in a way where it was still the same kind of plot but in that kind of a setting i don't know that might have been a little bit better for me too but i agree Jane visits multiple people. There you go. Bottom line, we only had two pieces of gold, four coal. We're not so sure it's worth your time. We're going to call it, you know, not even really worth the audible listen. So final thoughts for you. Yeah, it just didn't do it for me. I'm sorry. Maybe. And maybe a lot of the magic was lost because I know I could tell enough. I know enough about Jane Austen to know there were references to novels in characters and things throughout that I probably did not fully appreciate because I am not familiar with the literature. So that's on me. Jane Austen fans may have loved it. I'm sure they did. Good for them. And if you loved it and feel differently, 
please feel free to let us know. Weigh in on our social media channels and let me yeah. let us know. We would definitely want to continue dialoguing, but for us, it just sort of missed the mark. Not necessarily one I would ever really want to go back and watch again. Yeah. And that, friends, is another episode of Do You Watch What I Watch? Special thanks to our dear friend Nick Schwartz for writing our theme song, and of course to you for taking the time to listen and watch. Hey, if you like our podcast, be sure to review, subscribe, tell a friend. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Give us a follow. Leave a comment. We love connecting with you guys. The links to all the socials are at doyouwatchwhatiwatch.com. Stay tuned to our socials for a heads up on what we're watching, recapping, and reviewing next. And as always, you can bet we'll have much to discuss. But until then, may your days be merry and bright. We will see you soon. Bye.